Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Gentlemen, welcome on back. Come on, folks. Welcome on back to the Justin Robert Young Daily Program. My name is Justin Robert Young. I'm home. Oh, my God, am I home. So home. I'm home. Safe, man. I should have had a goddamn umpire look at me right in the eye, swinging his arms hither and on, letting me know that I am home. Oh, voice is only half trashed. Four cons, four weeks. Well, technically three cons and a festival. Visited cities exotic. And not, no no apologies to Indianapolis. Hackers, gamers, nerds, comedy fans. Oh, man, what can I say? What can I say? Uh, uh, I, I don't have many of those in me. I'm letting you know, uh, uh, that last week and a half on the road, boy, an aggressive stretch. Let me just tell you in, in, in another world, I would have definitely flown out on that Sunday. (laughs) In fact, I don't quite know why I did go out early. Oh, I think I went out early just to make sure that we could bank a night attack, which wound up working out because Brian, as it turns out, forgot that he was leaving on Saturday. And so we had to bank the night attack on Friday, went and did the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival. That was super fun. Look, there was it wound up working out fine. But good God, am I happy to be able to do laundry? Am I happy to be able to just order Amazon Fresh? Am I happy to be able to have all the creature comforts that are allowed to me here in Oakland, California? I'm feeling I'm feeling pumped up. I feel like I need some goals. You know what? I I feel like this is like I got, I was away for so long. I had to pause so many elements of my life. Big projects, small projects, things that I meant to do, things that I should be, I should have done a while ago. Little uh, tidy up the house kind of stuff. I came home after being away for a month with just fever. A fever for the flavor of getting something done. I got goals I want to set. I'm going to set some goals right now. Y'all ready? I'm, I'm going to throw my hat over the wall. What is it? September 3rd? I'm going to have my new limited run podcast, Raise the Dead, done by Black Friday. It'll be done by Black Friday. Now, I don't know if I'll release it then, because I haven't really thought about this. <laughs> but I know I got three episodes that are rough, but like you know, need tinkering and moving and stuff like that, but not like yet to be constructed. I got three more to go. I can get it done by Black Friday. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. 
Here's something else I'm going to announce. Ah, crap, I can't. Because I probably shouldn't. I'm going to announce it tomorrow. But it'll be like an announcement announcement. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be shifting some stuff around. You know, I got I to gotta optimize. We're optimizing here. That's what we're going to do. So this is what I want to challenge you guys to. Everybody focuses on uh, uh, goals at the beginning of the year, right? Everybody focuses on goals during New Year's Eve. Here are my, here is my charge to you guys. What are your New Year's, what are your reverse New Year's resolutions? What are the things that you are right now going to promise to get done by New Year's? Spoiler alert, they're probably not going to be weight-related. We're all going to have to go to those dinners and holiday parties. I'm not going to put that on you. So let's focus on business. Let's focus on relationships. Let's focus on personal habits and practices. How about that? How about we do reverse New Year's resolutions? That's something that I am going to spearhead because I'm feeling pumped up, friends. I am feeling electric. I am feeling excited. I am feeling motivated, and I'm excited to bring this to you right now. Now, this may or may not be off to a great start considering I already skipped a day this week, but that was Labor Day. (laughs) Man, was I dead. Oh, my God, was I just out of it. I was planning on, like, all right, look, I'll record the PX3 Extra in the morning. I'll do Jury Daily from the airport. God, did I not want to do jerk? And as soon as I realized, to be honest, I forgot it was Labor Day. I forgot it was Labor Day. And then eventually I'm like, oh, you want to know what it is, Labor Day? I could just take the out. Boy, howdy, did I. Only thing I did was the newsletter, and I did that. I, I sent the newsletter at the time that I normally send, send it by accident because I had finished it right then. I normally send it 9.15 Eastern time. That's 12.15 East Coast time, the free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. It's normally what I do, and I did it barely. I was going to skip on that, too, but then I realized, oh, no, wait. I write it for a day ahead, so if I wanted to take the day off, I should have took it yesterday off. (laughs) Nobody's like, hey, like, no one's like, I'm taking the day after Labor Day off. Besides, there was news. It was easy to cover. All right, speaking of news, let's go ahead and get into the news right now. I don't talk a lot about wrestling here on on the jury show. I don't talk a lot, you know, on on a podcast about wrestling all that much, but I I got a little something funny for you guys. So soon to be debuting on TNT. If you watch anything on TNT like Claws or Basketball or the other show with the motorcycle gang, then what you might be seeing is something that has not been seen on TNT in many, many years, since the very early aughts, and those are commercials for professional wrestling. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, will be debuting on the Turner Station this month. It's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan, and AEW's put on a few shows, like pay-per-view shows, that have been very impressive. Did one over the weekend. One in which they crowned their first ever AEW champion. Can you believe that? First ever AEW champion. 
crowned there at the Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois, reputed to be one of the best wrestling crowds of all time. And who came out on top in their main event? A battle against young upstart Adam Hangman Page and wily cagey veteran Chris Jericho. Well, that dastardly old bastard Jericho, he pulled one out of Judas effect at the last moment, stunts the career of the promising young boy Adam Page. And so, Chris Jericho playing the villain had a very interesting 24 hours between that. He does his normal wrestling shtick. He has this great little segment where he's walking through an absolutely uh, deadly quiet backstage area, yelling at everybody because they're not cheering him as their new champion. He got into a back and forth with presidential hopeful Andrew Yang. (laughs) Andrew Yang decided to congratulate Chris Jericho on his reign as the first AEW champion. In what has to be, in if life is a simulation, you're welcome. Because that was meant for me. I was right in my wheelhouse. But then here's the news, and this is breaking as I record this. Chris Jericho, in a Tallahassee Longhorn Steakhouse, has reportedly lost the AEW championship. Here is the here is the uh, uh, actual police report. Grand theft, and then what I assume to be the address of the Longhorn Steakhouse. The victim reported that uh, reported the theft of his championship wrestling belt while he was eating inside Longhorn Steakhouse. The victim stated that he arrived at the Millionaire Club Airport Terminal and placed the belt inside his rented limousine. The limo driver, driver shuttled the victim to Longhorn for dinner. The victim remained at Longhorn while the limo driver returned to the airport. The victim had taken the wrong lug- luggage from the airport and the driver took it back to the terminal. When the driver picked up the victim from the restaurant, the belt was missing. Responding officers searched the limo and the airport for the belt without success. On-call CID was consulted and forensics responded to the scene. The victim is Christopher Jericho Irvine. Now, I don't know why Chris Jericho was in Tallahassee. I don't think he lives in Tallahassee. I think he lives in L.A. I don't know. I didn't know that the private airstrip at in Tallahassee was called the Millionaire Club Airport, which is just so northern Florida. Like, you know, I mean, is there anything more northern Florida than naming the thing that rich people do the Millionaire Club? Come on. Normally, rich people, they name their airfield something like, you know, something that you would find a fancy pen's name in a in a sharper image catalog. It's usually like Opal or like the Opal Airport or it's something a little bit more flight nerds heavy. Like it's, you know, something executive airstrip, something very, very, very uh, uh, descriptive of, of what it is. 
A lot of times it's just the city. I think Fort Lauderdale is just a Fort Lauderdale executive airport. The Millionaire Club Airport. Oh, my God, how delicious. How amazing is it that the most luxurious thing you can do in Tallahassee is land at the Millionaire Club Airport and then take a limousine that apparently has some sticky fingers <laughs> on the way over to the Longhorn. Although I'll bet you it was late. No, wait, no, hold on. No, this is reported. The, the police got involved at 7.13 p.m., so it wasn't that late. It was a Sunday, so I think uh, certain stuff might have closed up early. But Chris Jericho wanted himself a steak, and gosh darn, he got one at the, uh, got one at the airport. Now, for those of you who don't know anything about wrestling, there are some famous drinking stories about Chris Jericho. He has been known to lament that when he was on the road working again with his uh, old pals at the World Wrestling Entertainment Company, that there were only a few people that used to run the road the way they used to, which involves getting really drunk on a really, uh, really regular basis. So there is also a little bit, if I'm going to, you know, put on my detective chapeau, and try to figure out exactly what went on here, why there might be the case that Chris Jericho himself had a, a little bit of the bubbly, and maybe he misplaced where that belt was. Because there is this weird switcheroo that, according to him, he got the wrong luggage. The limo guy brought his correct luggage, but the belt was gone. So a few things are possible. If I'm going to lay out, I'm, I'm going to put on my, 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 my reporter, I'm going to take off my detective chapeau, I'm going to put on my reporter's cap. Here's what I guess, and you'd have to kind of hold on loosely on these, but either Jericho never took the belt in the first place, the belt made it to Tallahassee, but was stolen by the limo driver or Jericho brought the belt into the Longhorn Steakhouse and it was stolen by somebody inside the Longhorn Steakhouse. It is really funny that it has gotten to the point where the police have to be involved, though. I mean, very funny. This is a very funny situation. Also, for the record, in terms of the, the world of television... The belt has only seen or been seen in the hands of two people. George Jericho when he won it. And when it was first unveiled to the wrestling world and it was held aloft by one Bret the Hitman Hart. Bret Hart, on his way off stage from debuting the belt for the first time, fell off the stage and almost broke his leg. Let's get into some emails. Emails. 
Matt writes in, after the latest jury podcast where you repeatedly were well actually I was wondering if that presents a new opportunity for a weekly segment highlighting your wife's most telling well actually of the week. It could be called well actually. <laughs> Can I just say, Matt, that not only is this a great idea, Ashley thinks it's a great idea and wants to come on the show once a week so she can talk about the time that she either did or wanted to well actually the mo- well actually me the most. So thank you so much for the content, good sir. We got a bunch of spicy chicken sandwich things to to get to. Thomas writes, "Hey Justin, I was driving home from a gig and remembered that I'd be passing a Popeyes." I'm curious about that new sandwich and thought maybe because it was 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday, it wouldn't be crazy. Wrong. Parking lot. Full. drive through Wrapped around the building and spilled onto the street. I'm not curious enough to pull up with that, so I uh, will wait it out to see if it lives uh, uh, through the hype. I also had a Wendy's number six, which I'm, as far as I'm concerned, is the only thing on their menu. We have so many Popeye's things. So so please keep writing in with your opinions on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And eventually I will have one. But I also heard that the spicy part of the spicy version is in the mayo and not the breading. For which, very disappointed. Tut, tut, tut. Now the brioche bun, a very interesting element, but I don't know. I've actually downgraded my excitement for it, hearing that the spicy element is in the mayo because I don't like the spice coming from another source. It's got to be baked into the, the or it's got to be into the breading when it's fried. All right. That about wraps it up for us today. I would like to thank the Jan non-specific and rock and roll Martian, Stephen, Will, James, the OG Brito, Will, Chris, Bill, Dustin, Robert H, Brian C, M, Trey the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle Age Mike, and Harry Lee Smith for being producers on this show and giving me the day off yesterday. You can always email me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord at bit.ly slash jurydiscord. Thank you to Open Bayou for giving us the jury story of today in the Jury Stories channel. Until next time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young telling you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. More important, please don't. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>